0: And listen in to her warm Scottish tones, wise heart and wonderful sense of humour as she interviews guests and discusses what it means to be unashamedly human. Hi everyone and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast. Hey, it's been a minute since we had an episode. This episode is going to be special and I'm really looking forward to you listening to my guest today. A beautiful soul, a beautiful soul who's been on her own journey, which has been difficult at times, challenging at times, yet she has found a way through it with the help of her allies, and she'll tell you about her allies um, as we go through this, this podcast. What came to mind for the topic for today is what I know for sure. And I know there's many of us out there who believe there are things that we know. We've learned this through experience. We know it for sure. Wisdom has guided us to a point where we just won't budge on this because there is a deep, deep knowing. And there are other things in life that we are just not sure of yet. And depending on the path that we take through our human journey through life, we will either learn these lessons or we won't. But the key is staying as present and as conscious and as aware as we possibly can, so that when these lessons do present themselves to us, we have an opportunity to keep learning. So I'd like to welcome you, Debbie. Thank you so much for joining me on the Unashamedly Human podcast. It's a joy to have you here. Oh, Jackie, it's an
1: honor, a joy and a privilege to be here in more ways than one. You know, it's number one that I woke up and drew breath into my lungs this morning a gift that we get to sit here and talk about wisdom and love and beauty and hard things, tears, loss, grief, the whole full spectrum of the human experience. And um, I've lived a really, really blessed life in the middle of horrific tragedies. And to me, and the way I see it and what I know for sure is That's the power of God. And for me, this intelligent, divine intelligence behind life, goodness, love, God, creator, is always there for everyone, whether we believe it or not. So the planets spin at just the right speed. We have gravity, so we don't fly off the earth. our heart speed. Our lungs breathe. Our food digests. digest. Some days better than others. But it still does it without us intervening. And that same God, that same divine intelligence behind life is there for everybody, whether you're good, whether you're bad no judgment, totally impersonal. But then for me, there's a very personal God, a very personal divine intelligence, a very personal wisdom that comes through trust. So a little bit of my backstory for those of you who have noticed, I do have oxygen in my noses, not my headphones. Um, I've battled, lived through, been carried through autoimmune issues since I was a little one. Severe allergies, anaphylactics, always getting sick, and uh, faced my mortality and my resiliency more often than I could count. And I've had really good periods of vibrant health, and I've learned to be consciously and intentionally blessed, fullness of joy, purpose, in the middle of all of that. And then two years ago, right before, right before COVID hit, I started having some knee issues. I got two bouts of the flu after my son's wedding. And I was down for the count and needed a knee surgery. And it was a very minor procedure, did great. And then two weeks later, I went septic. And then I was diagnosed with babiosis, which is similar to malaria. The treatment for that caused a life-threatening digestive infection. And a week later, I got COVID. And it was like, honey, you're going down. You know, everything you've used to emotionally get well, spiritually get well, physically get well, all your tools and tricks, none of it (laughs) was working. At the same time, the world shut down, COVID hits. We have 14 family members on the front line in hospitals, ICUs, emergency rooms, supermarkets. And loved ones dying left and right. And it was scary. Mm -hmm. It was the scariest time I've ever faced. But it was almost as if God was providing my training all these years for how to move through trauma, how to move through catastrophes, how to be resilient in the middle of situations we would never ask for nor want. And that works like that for everybody. You know, there's not a human on this planet who has the formula yet to figure out how we don't suffer, how we don't have things we don't want in our lives happen. But what is built into the design by this very impersonal God, and then this very personal God is the wisdom for what our next right step is, the knowing that all we have to focus on is this next moment, this next breath. When I did that, there was so much well-being in the middle of facing my mortality over seven times in two years. The knowing that, and this is what I know for sure, I am not my body. Mm. The essence of who I am, made in the image and likeness of God, each and every one of us was whole, was resilient, was well, had peace, still could have joy, still had purpose in the middle of that. So for 18 months, I was walking through the valley of the shadow of death. You know, heart rate would drop into the 40s. Oxygen levels would drop into the low 80s. You know, blood pressure would be 70 over 48. Not much to sustain life from the physical. Yet I woke up every morning with this like profound gratitude. That, oh my God, I get another day here. With this profound knowing, too, that when it was my time, for me, it's to go to heaven, to be with the Lord, that that would be a celebration, too. The knowing that I did have eternal life, the knowing that the bond of love I had with my loved ones would be different physically, but spiritually and emotionally, that would never, ever end. So I was able to just trust and place in God's hands at any moment, whether it was worry or grief, the human part that would come up. You know, the loss, the amount of loss physically, the amount of loss of my independence, the amount of loss in who I thought I was, the amount of loss in my ability to walk, to breathe on my own. You know, all these things that were just severely impacted I had to grieve that it was important to grieve that and not to jump over it Mm -hmm. but what I saw was the grief came in waves and it would come and go and the minute I would feel like a tsunami of grief would wash over me it would pull back out again and I could stand back up again you know and What I also knew for sure in that season was moments became holy and precious. Even the hard moments, the tears were holy, healing, liquid love that poured forth. Mm -hmm. It wasn't anything to stop or not want or be scared of. It was, God, I'm working perfectly that the sadness from what was happening could be washed away. I could be washed well in the well of God's love, in the well of that wisdom. And inside of me, underneath the fear, the worry, the tears, the grieving, the symptoms, the diagnoses, I was still well. I was still whole. And yet... There was opportunities to continue to grow in this, to grow in love, to grow in understanding. And um, miraculous in this season. So I get out of the hospital and I'm sitting in quarantine in the back bedroom for two weeks. I can barely even lift the cup. And I hear wisdom, the voice of God, the Holy Spirit, divine intelligence, Tell me that every bit of work I've done in the world needs to go out now. And I literally laughed out loud and said, you've got to be kidding me. I need to rest. And then I heard clearly as the light of day, you won't have to do it. Just watch how easy I make it. Just be willing. Okay, willing, I can do willing. (laughs) You know, I have enough, I'm tired enough that I can just trust you and surrender this all within a two month period. It's astonishing. Um, I'm going to back up a little bit. My training is I'm an occupational therapist and I've worked in psychosocial pediatrics for most of my career. I then trained as a resiliency coach in the three principles and, um, Boy, did I need that before this season hit. And prior to getting ill, I had created 23 middle school social emotional learning videos that focused on everything from suicidal ideation, homicidal ideation, grief, loss, perseverance, purpose, creativity, bullying. We we hit the gamut of what kids were wrestling with. And um, they were just sitting there. And one call, one text message, they were picked up by a PBS station in the States and um, are being seen by 5 million viewers. Amazing. Then a book that I had been working on for nine years came out in four weeks. (laughs) And then three Bible studies I had written that were video and audio went out to several prayer teams, pastoral counseling centers, megachurches without me doing a thing. I just had to be willing. I was surrounded by teams of people who said, what do you need help with? I'll, I can do this. Oh, I know this one who could do this. And it just was so supernatural. And then the day my book came out, our worship leader at church, I had sent him some worship songs that I had written. And he performed it the same day. And I watched people just tears streaming down their face with their arms raised in praise and worship. And I just sat there weeping that I didn't have to be strong enough, intelligent enough, resilient enough on my own. But as you said, this team of allies, number one, the divine ally who's always, always there who sees the bigger picture like an air traffic controller, who knows how to navigate us through the turbulence, through the dips and the dives, to keep us safely on our path, who knows the purpose that was placed inside of us. And that purpose was not dependent on my capacity. But then the allies, the human allies, my husband, the most extraordinary present man for 31 years has just, by my side became even more present and even more loving and then every time I needed a nurse or hospice care it was it was right there it was right there and and I didn't have to figure it out and that's what I really know for sure is when I try to figure it out I go on the hamster wheel of my mind If I'm searching the internet for the answers, if I'm asking 10,000 people what I should do, if I go on the the train of thought in my head of, I'll never live through this. This is the worst thing that ever happened. I'm going to die. My loved ones are not going to be able to cope. Those trains definitely came into the station. But I had a choice. I didn't have to believe my thinking. And I could use that as a red flag to pause and pray, to check in with wisdom, to check in for guidance. What is true in this situation? And guide me, lead me, show me what my next right step is. And then, and this happens for everyone. Then all of a sudden you get like an an aha, like you know what to do. And it's not the committee of, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do this? That's not wisdom. That's a mind doing what a mind does. Because it's trying to protect us. It's trying to keep us safe. But it's gone in a direction of hypervigilance. And wisdom is always there too. And what a beautiful thing that when that train of thought starts coming, we're still at peace inside. We still have joy inside. We still have wisdom inside. just kind of covered up. You know, like um, we live in South Florida and we have a place at the ocean. And it's so gorgeous. And there's mornings where it's just cloudless. The ocean is still. It's beautiful. And the sun rises and it's exquisite. You can see the whole thing. There's other mornings where the ocean is so tumultuous and fierce and ferocious and the storm clouds cover up that sun. But that sun never went anywhere. It's still there. And sometimes, and this was used to fascinate me so when we're there, sometimes those clouds, the darkness, turbulence creates the most exquisite streams of light just pouring forth Mm -hmm. out of the storm clouds, these amazing rainbows that burst forth. That wouldn't happen without the contrast of the experience. So I love the title of your show because we are unashamedly human. And for me, I know for years I fought that and fought that and fought that. If I was only spiritual enough, I wouldn't suffer. If I only thought the right thoughts, I could stay well. If I only did this holistic treatment and that holistic treatment, I could stay well. If I took this medication, I'd be okay. Mm -hmm. And none of that was true. But it was how I saw it in the moment before I saw something different. So 18 months of doctors, 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 no one being able to figure it out. Totally at peace with, if I was going to die from this, I lived a very blessed life. And then I get a new hospice doctor. And this beautiful little Swedish woman walks in And she looks at me. She goes, listen, I'm a hospice doctor, but you're not dying on my watch. You need to see this doctor and this doctor and this doctor and have this test and this test and this test. We're going to get to the bottom of this. And I'm like, I'm so tired. She's like, "Uh "Uh-uh." she goes, you're not giving up. I said, I'm not giving up, but I'm tired. And she said, you're not stopping either. Sent me to a doctor that I had seen many years ago for something different. And we finally got an accurate diagnosis and something that I've lived with my whole life, but caused catastrophic health issues. I have um, what's called primary immune deficiency. So it's parts of my immune system are missing. Other parts don't work at all. And similar to AIDS, but not from a virus. Mm -hmm. This was just how I was created and there's treatments that we began and they're working and my blood works coming back to normal and I'm feeling so much better. And although I would never want to go through the season we went through ever again, there were gifts that came out of it that I could not have gleaned any other way. And what I know for sure is I'm always okay. The people I love are always okay, no matter the circumstance. And that is such a precious gift. To know that I don't have to have the capacity physically or emotionally to move through the things that we went through because of God's grace, the divine intelligence behind life, the wisdom that holds the planets in place is right there holding me and my loved ones in the palm of their hands. How precious that is to know that I was created like this. The immune system that didn't function well The severe allergies that led to anaphylactic, a nervous system that gets shaky quickly, all served a purpose. Because I became a seeker at a very young age. That seeking led to so much wisdom. That seeking led me to an intimate personal relationship with the God of my understanding. That seeking led to my purpose of writing about the power, the beauty, the love of God. That purpose of me struggling emotionally and having loved ones who struggled emotionally led me to want to be an occupational therapist which then led to creating these middle school videos. If I didn't have loved ones who struggled at that age, if I didn't struggle at that age, would I have had any desire to do this? So, excuse me. There's always the gift in the middle of the challenge. And there's always a challenge in the middle of the gift. It's just how it works. Mm And all the formulas to try to figure out how not to have the contrasting experience. Sold a lot of books. But it's not true. And we were designed and equipped for the good, the bad, the ugly, the grief, the loss, the grace, the blessing, the challenge, the illness, the well-being. Created for that. Designed for that, but not as a self-sustaining mechanism, but by a divine mechanism, because we are both human and divine at the same time. So it's been such a, such a journey of deep love, of deep reverence, of deep joy in the middle of deep suffering.
0: And I know there are people listening, Debbie, who will resonate very, very clearly with your journey. Whether it's been a health journey or family issues or problems or personal um, issues or problems that we've all experienced. As you know, I'm all about knowing what your feelings are, understanding them, letting them just flow through you, not repressing or bypassing your experience And that's something that you touched on there, you know, Debbie. And I'd love to know more about your own personal experience of that. In the midst of a crisis, there will be people listening who think, well, how do I do that? How do I keep in touch with source, with the divine, with my essence, with my wisdom, when I just feel as though my world is crashing down? And it sounds to me as though you've had numerous experiences where you've been in that situation. And again, I just wondered if you had something to share around that for for the listeners.
1: Oh, absolutely. We have a gift of emotions, and sometimes they don't feel like gifts. Sometimes they feel excruciating. And we want to do everything in our power to run away from that, escape it. or press it down, or numb it. And as humans, we've devised millions of ways, and some of them are really harmful. And we can have emotions without them having us. For me, there's been so many seasons of grief. I stopped counting at the death of 40 loved ones. Um, We just had another loss yesterday. And what I know is, what I know, what I know is when the tears come, when the fear comes up, when the worry comes up, when the anger comes up, when the resentment comes up, when the guilt comes up, when the shame comes up, it does. I'm human. When those come up, if I start making a story about it, why am I like this? I'm never going to get over this. What's wrong with me? That was a big one. (laughs) What's wrong with me? If I really knew God, if I really understood the principles, if I really was as spiritual as I think I am, why am I still feeling Mm -hmm. so horrible? Right now. And that to me. Were those trains. Coming into the station. Yeah. I, always, I was always at choice though. If I stayed on that. Or I went wait. Maybe that's my thinking right now. Maybe I'm not thinking clearly. And to use it. As a red flag. To pause and pray. To use it as a red light. Stop, sit still, love yourself. You know, I do heart hugs, putting my hands over my heart. Sweetie, I'm right here. It's okay, we're okay, I love you. Neurologically, love is unbelievable what it does to the brain. So there's a researcher his, um, oh, I'm at a loss right now for what his name was, but he did MRI scans of people who believed in an angry, vengeful God. Mm-hmm. And what showed in their brain was their amygdala would fire up. And the amygdala is the fear-based part of our brain when he was doing the scans of people who are meditating and believing and thinking on a God of love, the fear-based part of their brain completely shut down. And what opened up was the prefrontal cortex, which is wise decision-making self-control. But the other part that lit up was the anterior cingulate, which is connection. So, when i would love myself when i would ask god the intelligence behind life wisdom to pour that love on me the fear-based part of my brain calmed down and quieted down and realized it wasn't an emergency just because i was feeling something
0: that that's key isn't it debbie that is absolutely key to this whole process you know (laughs) If you listen to sort of what Sid Banks says, and he says that her feelings are, are, are they're a GPS, they're sort of letting us know what's going on. And for me, every sign of tension or anxiety or fear is an invitation to relax. It, it's this beautiful invitation to just ground yourself yeah. and either what's going through will pass or wisdom will guide you to something else. A hundred percent.
1: And you know that what you said is so true is that connecting in to ourselves, you know, and then it'll just come to you. And I ask, what's my next right step? You know, and sometimes it's just go outside in the sunshine and look at the flowers. Mm -hmm. You know what? Breathe, breathe deeply. Other times it's call somebody, get a little help get some support, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, and to have that team of angels around you, divine angels and physical angels, human angels, those people that you can be transparent with. And Mm -hmm. you know what? I'm struggling right now. I may not be seeing things very clearly right now, but the gift is no matter how bad it feels, as Sid said, we're always one thought away mm. from peace. And sometimes it can be 20 years of suffering, but one thought can bring you back to peace. I saw this so clearly. Um, what <clears throat> one of my favorite teachers in this field is Dr. Amy Johnson. And I was listening to one of her podcasts, and it was on something completely different, which was what was so wonderful about this. It wasn't what she said. But all of a sudden, after the podcast, I went in the shower and had an insight about a 20-year-old belief that was not true, Mm -hmm. that had radically impacted a relationship. And in a moment, I just saw it differently, completely differently from that day forward and shared it with my loved one, with an apology and and an understanding of why she reacted the way she did. And she didn't even realize that's what was happening for her until I had my insight. And since that <coughs> excuse <me. coughs> Since that day, our relationship has been so much healthy. Mm. So it can happen right away, it could take twenty years, but we're always one thought away from wisdom, from peace.
0: And, you know, the lovely thing about what you're saying there, Debbie, is, I mean, it doesn't even have to come from a teacher of this understanding. It can come from anyone, any place, anywhere, who is sharing their truth with you. It can happen in an everyday normal conversation where you happen to get an insight into something about that person or yourself. And that's what I love. You know, it's not just... Insights are not just for the selective few on certain days and certain circumstances, or if you've paid for a course. They're available to everybody, no matter your age, your sex, your gender, your beliefs, your education. It's got nothing to do with that, because this is innate. So true, and what's
1: so wonderful, though, is everyone's been doing it their whole life. They just don't realize it. Because every time you have an urge to go to the bathroom and you get up and go, that's an insight. You know, it's like, it's just designed in. But I think in the human experience, what I see it so often, we believe our thinking Mm -hmm. because no one's ever told us that we don't have to believe that. Mm -hmm. No one's ever showed us that, you can, how to discern wisdom from the thoughts in your head, that there is a difference and that you have both. And it's so simple. Is it easy this human walk? No, but the way we work is so simple, so simple at times. And every time we do get caught up, because we all do, again, it's an invitation and an opportunity to see something different. So I always say, God never wastes a moment of suffering. You know that all of it can be used for good. There's a blessing in every challenge, there's a challenge in every blessing. You know, and you think about the human experience. I like to think about a rainbow. I love rainbows so much. Would a rainbow still be as beautiful if it was all red? It's a contrast of the colors that make it so rich and vibrant. And that's the human experience, too. So rich, so vibrant, so beautiful. Our hearts are designed to hold both joy and sorrow, grief and grace, love and loss, created that way, but not to do it alone. You know, and for anybody who is walking through this alone, whatever you're facing, know that the same divine intelligence behind life, the same God, Holds of planets and places right there for you to and to ask ask where can I get connection right now where can I get the love that I need right now and all of a sudden something beyond your human thinking beyond your intellect will kind of pop into your head and trust that the hamster wheel of you should do this. I need to do this. I, I'm not enough. I can't, I can't get through this. I'll never live through this. That's just normal what a brain does. But then when all of a sudden you get that, ah, I know what to do. The thinking settles down and you just do it. Hello.
0: We can do that with
1: every aspect of our yeah. life
0: every aspect of our lives and as you've said easier easier said than done as you were talking and you made that little that little gasp you reminded me of my my 23 month old granddaughter <laughs> and she's she's you know she's learning words and she's able to say new words and one of her favorite she's always when she's been excited about things she's had that sharp intake of breath she's always went <gasps> and now she'll go <gasps> wow you know she's she's, she's, she's learning to articulate that that sense of awe that sense of wonder which we seem to reserve for things we find beautiful and listening to you and in my own experience even in the darkest moments there is an opportunity for each and all of us to go wow, you know to be able to see something we haven't seen before Debbie, thank you so much for being a guest on the Unashamedly Human podcast. It's been an absolute treat to have you here, um, to hear your story and to hear what you know for sure, because in that knowing, there's such hope. Yeah, and for me, that's beautiful eh, for each and all of us in these moments where we're going through some of our our darkest moments, our darkest experiences to know that it's not about light being at the end of the tunnel. The light is already within.
1: So, so, so true. And, um, you know, and just to remind the listeners that no matter what they're facing, whether it be as a result of their choices, someone else's choices, or just the human experience, they're always okay. They're always okay. Even when it doesn't feel like it, resiliency rises up. Something in, in our human experience carries us through the things we think we can never, ever walk through. We get carried through. And um, may I share my website? So if people of want course, to learn course. more about the books and the courses, um, it's Grace, Love, Well. Dot org. And um, I have several books, lots of online free courses, material there that looks at faith and the principles together, you know, and, and, um, and then our middle school program is wisemindproject.org. And we just got picked up for a second season on PBS because the feedback was so wonderful. And so, those are available for schools with a full curriculum, as well as for parents to just buy at home. And um, it's just a joy, joy, challenge, vulnerability. Too, I've had so many like moments of oh, I can't put this out there. No, I don't know enough. And so many of those moments too, but joy to see that other people could be blessed because of what i've seen and because of what i've walked through
0: absolutely
1: although i've had training i'm not an expert nobody is
0: nobody you is.
1: <laughs> and anybody we, who
0: claims to be keep away right. from them <laughs>
1: exactly we just share what we see and how we see it and what we've learned and absolutely sometimes it's right for one person and sometimes mm-hmm. it's not and you know little crumbs along the way little seeds and you know who knows what seed may be there for someone who needs it but i'm humbled and grateful that i get to do that
0: no yes and you can tell i can feel that from you which is just beautiful debbie send me those details um on an email and i will put them and the podcast so that people Perfect. can get in touch with you and find your resources. Again, yeah. thank you for being such a beautiful guest on the Unashamed for Human podcast. Wish you lots of love, my darling.
1: It was a joy. Thank you, Jackie. You're welcome, love. Bye. Bye, everybody.
0: Oh